When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts on. <laughs> oh, my friend. You will get called out at least once in the chat. I can already tell you, my friend. But you do have the Lakers hat on, so I'll give you that. Also, as well, Inside Sports... Well, I'll let you talk in a little bit. Inside Sports Fantasy Football Game Source, of course, the great folks that are right there again at also as well where Ox1947 roams. That is LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what Joe might be angry about this time around at LakersBall.com. Plus, he owns a great company he's working hard at when he called me earlier today, and that is Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. Also, as well, go ahead and check out our friends at Lakerholics.com. Jamie Sweet with his five things articles. If he can get off Boulder Skate 3, which I'm not sure he can, but if he does, he's going to post five great things on the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, at Lakerholics.com, plus the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, aka Crazy Trade Laker Tom. What crazy trades does he have in mind? You go ahead and check out today at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend, John McCallion, he is 50 pounds down, 80 pounds to go on his continual march towards losing 130 pounds. You can hear his conversations, plus his great topics that he's always talking about on his own YouTube channel. Please support it today by subscribing. And so speaking of subscribing, there's a little BDI Joe Soro on the right-hand corner of your screen next to Magic Man. Please go ahead and click on that today to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. We are so close, so close. I can just reach out and almost grab it. The thousand subscriber barrier at the YouTube. I feel like I feel like it's a it's a glass ceiling, but that glass is like really tough pain right now. So I'm trying to knock against it. Not quite through yet, but we are getting closer and closer. With your help, we can. And please, if you do, you'll get the latest notifications when we go live on the air. Plus, our gratitude right here from all of us at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, our continuing coverage of the NBA season upcoming, 
with team reports from all around the country. We have been so blessed with so many already, and we've got so much more yet to come. We're going to try. Our goal is to hit all 29 other teams here in the NBA. And today is a fun one for us because who doesn't love going down to Disney World? And absolutely I do. I've had time, uh, fun every time I've been there. But right next to Disney World is the great city of Orlando. And in Orlando, it is the Orlando Magic. No, we're not facing off against Dwight Howard and hoping he misses a free throw to go ahead and give us the best chance to go ahead and continue on and win the world championship. That was years ago, and, and we've already made amends with Dwight Howard since. But it is the Orlando Magic, a team that most people, including myself, are picking to be on the rise. How far will that rise go? We'll wait and see, but we've got a great guest. He was here in our chat on Monday, and he's back again. It is Alfred Esmond. you got to go ahead and check him out today at the Orlando Magic Daily. Rays color glasses for you Tampa, Ray Bay's, uh, you Tampa Bay Rays fans, and also as well the Bolts by the Bay for the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is Alfred Esmond, and Alfred, great to have you here. Looking forward to a great conversation with Magic. Maybe if Joe Soros stops by, I know it's busy for him right now, but just I'm telling you right now, it's just great to have you board talking the Orlando Magic. Yeah, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. I'm, uh, I tend to be very passionate about this team, as other people who do like this team. They are out there uh, mm -hmm. compared to what people actually think and the reputation we get, but I'm very happy. You know, it's not, it's not very often you get to hear the Orlando Magic, I think, on NBA media just because of their team that's been building. So excited, very excited to talk about this team. Just great to have you here. Magic is a team that that you know we still have the uh, obvious because of namesake. We because of Magic Johnson, the correlation as far as the names on that. But the Magic has been a team that has gone through its ups and downs since the height of when it hit the NBA Finals back in two thousand nine. So I want to ask you right now. Since then, it's been a rocky roller coaster ride. A lot of like seventh eighth place finishes a lot of finishes under the radar but after many years of rebuilding the team finally looks like they're on the way up building a foundation with paulo bancaro some other great surrounding players your thoughts right now where you stand orlando before we get knee deep into the particulars on your team yeah i mean as you said it's you know, it's been a long time coming since I think we've seen an Orlando team be this exciting uh, as far as the kind of players they got there. The guys love to be in Orlando, which is hard with the kind of market they have. Uh, and they're all about building a culture, and that's what they're doing. They're just, act, they're just like, you know, actively building a culture for this team. You know, you got guys, you mentioned Paolo, but also Franz Wagner. I mean, he's just such a good all-around player and is coming into his own, like, form. Yes. Just, yeah, just so many balanced young players that can really grow. And I think if they grow at a quick rate, you could see this team being maybe not contenders, but a playoff team very soon. One of the things I want to ask before I turn over to Magic Man is when it comes to the Orlando Magic, it seems like, you know, you, you've hit on Franz Wagner, Moe's brother, which is for, for people right. here. In, <laughs> but he is much, so much more than Moe's brother. He is actually a great player. And now we got to say, Mo is Franz's brother at this point in time, the way he's playing. But you Absolutely. also have Paulo Bencaro, who's now playing for Team USA, doing a good job. He is the first 
big man off the bench for the team, and he's playing absolutely uh, pretty good basketball right now as the small ball center for the Team USA right now. So definitely highlights there. Uh, you have the solid Wendell Carter Jr. He's been playing solid basketball for you ever since he came over in the Chicago trade. The guard play is what is the been the major ups and downs for you as far as your basically the past, I don't know, count it, six, seven seasons right now. Orlando Magic have not been able to solve the mystery of a really consistent guard play at both the point and the shooting guard. I know for the umpteenth time, you guys have actually uh, gotten uh, Anthony Black in the draft to try and solve that problem. I thought you had the problem solved personally with Suggs when he was drafted. I thought that was going to be the deal that's going to send you over the top, but I have been mistaken on that, unfortunately, because of injuries and the fact he has not found a jump shot as of yet. Your thoughts on solving that major problem in the backcourt. The front court has been solved. You guys have a foundation for the future for going forward. No question. But if you guys are going to be able to go far anywhere as far as in, you know, even get to the play in or playoffs, it has to be the key is that backcourt for the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. You know, I, I think the foundation that John Hammond built in Orlando was solid play on the wing, kind of like what we saw from him in Milwaukee prior to becoming Orlando's GM because he was responsible for building that 2021 Bucks team. And obviously, you know, having Giannis on the wing is such a weapon. Now, maybe Paolo and Franz aren't Giannis. Absolutely, they are not. But they are two solid wing players that start the foundation for a team. And I think the problem now with the guards is that We've, we've gotten just a surplus of guards to look at. You mentioned a few, Markel Fultz, Cole, uh, Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black now. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot. So you got to look at what each one's good at and how it will help you. I think there are certain guards where you'll get a lot of steals and a good amount of defense out of Jalen Suggs compared to a great-looking three-point shot and outside shot from Cole Anthony. So it's just kind of it's kind of finding where their roles fit, and it may mean we have to ship some elsewhere to make room or – they just fit in a certain way that pleases the team. It's just a lot of questions. And that'll be the biggest thing heading into this year. If you could just like combine all those guards and those point guards that you have into just like one entity that could pop out, there you go. Your problem solved. But right. it seems like, like you said, between Cole, Anthony, Anthony black, uh, also Markel Foles, Jalen Suggs, you know, all those guys, you know, they offer something different. And unfortunately it's not enough well-rounded game to go ahead and lead your team so far as to date as far as you guys want to go right no and it's it's just like that's what it's all about i think the key the key for us is we got to find first of all who starts because we've seen all these guards start at different times depending on when they've been in uh jalen suggs has had trouble with injuries i know he broke his foot his rookie season um, I mean, it was just like, you know, he still has time, he still has time to find his footing and he needs to because he's a top five pick. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, you want to see value out of that. But then you got Markel Fultz, you know, re so other things like, I mean, Cole Anthony just becoming a really good shooter. It's it's difficult, you know, and it's hard to choose between them. And I think I, I, I trust the management with Orlando. Orlando trusts its management. And it's. You know, it's just all about the process with it. And I think, you know, it takes time. But if it gets figured out, which it can be this year, Orlando can definitely propel themselves into a playoff spot.
Once again, I've got Alfred Esmond. Please go ahead and check out his awesome work today at Orlando Magic Daily, the raised color glasses, and also the Daily Beacon at Bolts by the Bay. Also here today, good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and put on an Orlando jersey with a Lakers hat. I feel like we've been transported into the 10, 2010 finals once again. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. The Magic Man, great to have you here. Uh, wanted to go ahead and ask you real quickly as far as your thoughts on this. Where's the, the 2000? I keep thinking 2000 NBA finals. I get always that in the, uh, it's, it's the 2009 finals. Yes. Okay. All right. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, as I bring you in. Your thoughts as far as where you think the Orlando Magic can go and any questions for Alfred you may have, my friend. Yeah, I, actually, Gerald, uh, on top of uh, wearing the uh, the Penny jersey, whom I love as uh, as a young man, um, uh, love just, you know, how much of an NBA junkie I am. And uh, as a shared history, um, you know, the, that big guard change between, you know, kind of magic dazzling audiences and then Penny is part of part of my childhood. So Alfred. The magic will always have a special part in my childhood. Uh, also, uh, as I was over at my mom's house grabbing some tomato sauce, I happened to see this uh, Christmas photo that was once taken of uh, me and my younger brother. That's magic. Not my, yeah, that's not my choice, Gerald. That's that my is. mother's. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to have my mother's fine name slandered on this show. She's... Uh, She's uh, known as a fashionista herself, so that was her decision. I guess she just loved the uh, color coordination. Was that it, around the 2009 NBA Finals? No, that was 1993. Okay. <laughs> I digress. We we go back. Uh, we're family here, Alfred, so just welcome to the LFB community, and thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, man. And thank you for wearing the jersey. I appreciate it. I always love seeing just – in any way, a magic something on somebody. So it's cool to see. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Look, as I said, I'm 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 a junkie. So, you know, when you look at the Magic's roster, like it's almost as if they're they're kind of uh, finding that blueprint that Presti has in uh, OKC, where I know a lot of people were questioning the Joe Ingles uh, signing, but I think. A lot of that has to do with him more off the court than on the court because Joe is probably one of the most beloved people in all of the NBA. And um, it's rare uh, that you ever hear a bad, not a bad word spoken about anybody, but I've never heard a bad word spoken about Joe Ingles. So I think bringing in a vet like that with uh, this young group is actually a positive, not to mention the fact that he can run a second unit as well so i think the magic do have a lot of versatility covered if for whatever reason they need to rely on franz and uh, joe for uh possession usage but do you eventually see them having to decide what's going on i mean it's it feels like so like gerald was saying suggs may be the odd man out with uh cole being able to shoot very well and Markel has uh, developed into an all-around player. So do you perhaps see uh, Suggs being the odd man out in, in order for the Magic to maybe uh, get a better guard? I think it's I think with Anthony Black being drafted, that becomes the reality. I mean, 
you know, you got to talk about, yeah, he's six foot seven and people are saying he could play on the wing. I agree. He could play on the wing, but I don't know if they're going to, you know, throw him in with Franz and Paulo in that rotation right off the bat. I think it's some of that play is going to have to start from the guard spot. And that would be in the position. I think Jalen more so Jalen and um, guys like Gary Harris play where it's the shooting guard, as opposed to guys like Cole and Markel taking the ball up the floor. But you know, it, it's it's weird because it seems to be that, you know, Markel is just becoming our point guard just because the game looks so in control when he has the ball. But then you got to play Cole in an awkward spot at the um, shooting guard spot oftentimes because Jalen isn't uh, – Jalen isn't like – oh, sorry. Jalen isn't playing because he's, you know, hurt and stuff. So it's, it's a little different. I, I think I, – I do see Jalen Suggs being the odd man out, though, being that he just hasn't played as much. You know, it's a very big possibility, and – Orlando can be looking for trades at other things like rim protection, which they still need. Wendell Carter and Mo Wagner are not the greatest of rim protectors. So that could be definitely a trade I could see happening at the deadline for this team. And it could be involving Jalen Suggs, yeah. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Alfred Esmond. Please go ahead and check out his great work today at the Orlando Magic Daily, the Rays Color Glasses, and the Bolts by the Bay, the Daily Beacon, and FN Ball Country right there for you. Go ahead and check out what he's doing for all those great sites. And please go ahead and follow him on Twitter slash X at Alfred Esmond right there for you. But Alfred, I got a question for you here because when we talk about all those different uh, lineup configurations that you could possibly have, there's one thing that sticks out. And this comes from myself, from a team that we support that is also having the same type of issue. And that is three-point shooting. We're, we were ended up being 27th in three-point efficiency from behind the arc. We've got some players that were so hopefully will hopefully make this team in, incrementally better because they were incrementally better shooters than who we had on the team last year as far as the new additions that we have. Plus, you have a full year of D'Lo and also Austin Reeves playing at starting instead of coming off the bench or, or whatever he was doing at the start of the, uh, the season. The thing is, though, when I look at the Lakers from behind the arc, you know, it's forever, however many issues I might have, I would think the Magic have a lot more because the Magic, for me, I don't see, like you said, Cole Anthony is probably your best three-point shooter in the rotation, so to speak, that you look at. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, outside of Cole Anthony, I don't see a consistent three-point shooter that you've talked about as of yet. Yeah, I think it's it's weird because one of our better three-point shooters has been Gary Harris, but the thing is, he doesn't fit the mold of a young and up-and-coming player because he's in his 30s. And That's I think, what I was saying. Rotation-wise, I'm not sure he's going to be staying in there much longer. Right, yes, I agree. And I think it's just about – it's more become about developing guys in their shot, which was what we've seen from Cole Anthony. 
And that's why I see Jalen Suggs moving out quick, like more quickly is just because Cole's an up and coming player at the shooting guard spot who could take it. And even guys like, you know, Markel Fultz had really good spurts of shooting threes. Franz Wagner has always been a great three point shooter. Uh, they're in the rotation, but when it comes to guards, I think the only one we've really seen it consistently out of is Cole. So that'll be another question for guys like, I don't know, Anthony Black coming in. You know, can he produce on the offensive end? Because in college, clearly we've seen what he can do on the defensive side. It's just about what we can see from him in the future. Uh, they actually ended up 25th, a couple spots ahead of the Lakers. And uh, that's something that, again, uh, you know, if you guys can shore that up, your backcourt, I think your key to your season is how you guys shape out the backcourt. If you guys can get some consistent play, some health, and some really good things going with the backcourt, I think you've got a solid enough front court if all three of those guys stay healthy to go ahead and get you into the scenario as far as a seventh, eighth spot, or even into a play and mix, but some type of scenario where they do have a legitimate shot this season. Do you see the th- same way as far as for the Orlando Magic as a as a potential playoff team on the back end of that that Eastern Conference? Yeah, I think so. And the big key to it is what we've been talking about with finding out what guards we can use. Because I think if we figure that out, like you said, front court set, it gives us a really good opportunity. Maybe not to be a high seat, obviously, but I think a play-in uh, spot is a very high possibility for this team as it's ceiling heading into this year. Magic Man, anything more for Alfred? He's he's provided a lot of good stuff for us so far. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alfred, what 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 would you like to see as the the like I'm calling it like the cat jump because it reminds me of um, back in the day. Catino Mobley uh, came into the league in the first year. He averaged like less than ten points, but the next year he came out like. Uh, a uh, rocket and uh, bottle rocket in July, right? And he school averaged around 17 points a season. Do you see a player on the magic kind of making that kind of jump or leap? Yeah, I think the big one for me, honestly, this is kind of a bot, like first, you know, thought answer to some people with Paulo Bancaro. I, I really, I really think, you know, we haven't seen the best of him yet. I agree. I think he has to go ahead and be, be a player that I think that, needs to take that next level for the Orlando Magic to go far. I think the the jury's still out, Sean, though, that I think that Apollo, will he be able to get to that next step where he becomes a dominant player or does he become just a very good player and remain at that level? Because he was a very good player last year, Sean. But getting to that next level, getting to that superstar status, do you see him getting to that level, Sean? I, I think he, he's very, he's certainly capable, Gerald. He has all the he has all the tools on the belt for it. Um, whether he puts it all together or not, I, I, Gerald, I think a lot of that has to do with who they surround him with. Like you said, mm-hmm. in the front court, it looks fairly cushioned. You got friends on one side, and you've got security uh, on the other. However, like you said, the back court. Paolo needs to really develop that mid-range shot, Gerald, if he's going to take the next step. You know, I, I, he made all – he was rookie of the year. He did make the uh, the all-NBA rookie team. He is a very good player, like you said. It's just, will he take that next step? Because once he develops that, that dominant mid-range, you know, if he wants – if they want to encourage him to shoot threes, 
I, I you know, I imagine that's where it's going to go. But I, I, I think he could live off of uh, 17, 18 footers and with his ability to create for himself inside of 10 feet. I mean, that that would be a huge leap for him. So, yeah, I agree. Scarred and Blue is basically asking the question that I want to see is, does he play usually as a power forward? We talked about him on Team USA playing as the small ball five uh, because they have not put Kessler in there during really the competitive minutes of these games as of yet. Uh, so they've basically just put him as the small ball five. Whereas on Orlando, he does play a little bit of that, but more he plays at the power forward position. Your thoughts on this, in order for this team to go really a long way, either this season or in the future, Paulo Bencaro needs to take that next step from a very good player to a great player. Do you think he's capable of that? There are certain aspects of his game kind of just fall short, and you saw that last year. Like, So I think if he tunes that up, even just doing that little you know, thing of improving your three-point percentage, it ups your game so much. Magic, speaking of Paulo Bencaro, again, he's getting the seasoning that we hope for the same for Austin Reeves. Uh, you know, we talked about what you think his, and, and Alfred has talked about where do you think that he can go and what do you think he can develop. Franz Wagner is another name, Sean, that you've talked about constantly on this show. Did you have any Franz Wagner questions for Alfred? Yeah. Um, like, overall, Alfred, would you say most, most, like, I know most hardcore Magic fans kind of know the potential that Franz has, but do you think maybe just the the casual or you know kind of midstream uh, Magic fan might be underestimating Franz's skills? Because I, I I've watched I've watched this guy play for a couple of years now, and you know he is just he's one of the ten biggest weapons that could be utilized in the NBA, his ability to be a scorer, uh, his shooting and his shot selection have gotten tremendously better through the course of his career. So where do you see his development going? I, I, I still see him like Austin Reeves uh, being able to reach another level. Yeah, he's, you, you see something different in his game that, you know, you can really utilize well. Like you mentioned Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves has just become such a great decision maker. And his IQ, you can tell this past season, has just increased, like, incredibly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the ball in the deck, he, he – like, I see, a, like, a lot of comps between him and Jalen Williams. So, I, I think if you yeah. added somebody like an Anthony Black – uh, running down the court, plus a Cole Anthony, plus Apollo Bancaro. That's a really fun team, man. That's the, I can kind of see where the management is kind of eyeing where they want to go. Once again, it is Alfred Esmond. Please go ahead and check out his great work today at the Orlando Magic Daily, the Rays Color Glasses, the Daily Beacon, Bolts by the Bay, and FN Volume Country. Volunteer country indeed. As far as the part of the Tennessee Volunteers, go ahead and check out what he's doing on all those great sites and all the great work he does there. Alfred, it's been great having you here. Obviously, great things are starting to be expected from this team as the youth starting to come to fruition as far as this team putting it all together. You've already talked about the possibility of where they might go, Sean and myself, as well as what potential this team has. So definitely looking forward to seeing what 
what development that they can have this year. If they can stay healthy. Hopefully Jonathan Isaac can give them something off the bench. We'll wait and see, or if his injuries have just been too much and have decimated him, we'll, we'll finally see if he can put that together as far as a healthy season off the bench is concerned. But the future is looking bright for the Orlando Magic going forward. But before we head on out, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely, 100%. would love to hear your honest thoughts about the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I kind of, when y'all did the Harden video a few nights ago, hinted on it while I was chatting with y'all. And the Lakers, I think if anything, have gotten better this past offseason. So it, it's fun to see them kind of build around LeBron in the, I think, borderline the right way. And they're, I mean, they're in contention for a title this upcoming season. Alfred, wishing you the best of luck this year for University of Tennessee. Wishing you success with all your great projects and looking forward to bringing you back on. Magic Man, truly great to have you here. The best Lakers chat. Absolutely. What oh, Florida State? Oh, yeah. Scarlet and Blue, Florida State will be going to SEC. It's all about money. These they're all chasing money. That's all they are. These forget about loyalty, forget about you know, hundred years of plus of you know being in a yeah, all that comfort gone. It's all about chasing the money. Chasing the money indeed. But SEC will picking up the University of Toronto at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Absolutely. You know, fits right in. Southeastern Conference right there for you. <laughs> but Alfred, great to have you here. Looking forward to bringing you back on. Looking forward for some great conversations with you on the Orlando Magic and the Los Angeles Lakers. Magic Man, always great to have you here. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to have Jennifer Lewis talking to Charlotte Hornets, so please stay tuned for that, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Friday, we're going to go into depth on the schedule, whatever's been released. We'll go more into the World Cup. Oh, I forgot to ask you, your thoughts on the World Cup, Alfred, before we head on out. The NBA yeah. Cup, I'm sorry. Wrong cup. Oh, yeah, I've been I've been enjoying Team USA. You know, I think you got to look at it from a bright side point where it's, you know, a lot of young players going out there and showing off what they do against some of the world's best, and they're doing very well. We'll have to see. I'm excited. I've been tuning in every day, watching my favorite Magic players play. But the NBA Cup, I forgot to mention, we talked about that before we went on the air. You got to see your schedule for the NBA Cup. Is that correct? For the magical four games for this wonderful in-season tournament? I did. So I ask you, right where Magic's at. So, yes, don't diss Toronto right there, everybody. (laughs) I'm Uh, sorry. I forgot for a second. NBA Cup. I have a feeling it will mean more to a team like the Orlando Magic than it will the Los Angeles Lakers because I am concerned. I do not want LeBron playing an extra game, to be quite honest with you. I think it's not in their best interest. It is six games on the 82-game schedule. Your thoughts on the NBA Cup for a team like the Orlando Magic? I think it would mean so much more for a team like them. Yeah, I agree. It would be huge to just win something like the NBA Cup in the middle of the season to show, hey, we can go into a playoff type of environment and win something like this. It bodes well for the future. It also makes the first half of the season fun in general. I'll have to see it in practice. I, I mean, I was actually against the play-in tournament, but I am now a glowing supporter of the play-in tournament, not just because the Lakers, just because the fact it provides more interest and more fun for more teams. Uh, I really am, am, am big on that. The playing tournament, I am not so much yet. And, you know, to a guy like LeBron or some of the, now that the, the salary cap's going up and some of these guys are signing huge contracts, 
the $500,000 per guy doesn't mean as much. So I want to see how seriously they take it. If they don't take it seriously, like the all-star game, I won't take it seriously as well. If they start going ahead and load manage during these games and doing other things that say that speak out, you know, we're not taking these seriously. We'll, you know, again, I, if they don't take it seriously, I won't. I, and I don't think you should either. I don't think you should either because if they're not, they're not taking seriously. We won't as a, as a community, but we'll see. We'll see again. This is the NBA's deal. This is something that has been talked about for a long time. The Adam Silver's of, you know, fascination with uh, football from across the world, as far as emulating a lot of things that they do right is, is something that he's definitely wanted to been doing for a long time. So we'll see, we'll give it a shot and see what happens. But Alfred, just great to have you here. Cannot thank you enough. Again, we'd love to have you back on talking magic, talking Lakers, especially when they meet up, you're always welcome back anytime you want. If you want to jump on sooner, you know, magic man will be here. You know, I'll be here. Joe Sorrell, hopefully he'll be around next time, but check us out tomorrow. Again, Charlotte Hornets Friday schedule, Saturday, Lakerholic spotlight Sunday thinking I'm hoping I just got to get a guarantee on it. The Knicks next week, we're talking Pistons looking for more teams as well. So again, thanks so much for everybody taking the time out of their day to go ahead and stop by whether you're watching or listening. We'll see you next time right here at the Lakers fast break pod.